Welcome to Bloodbath, a true crime podcast. I'm Ashley. And I'm Jamie. Wait a second. Did you just say true crime? I did. So if I don't really like hearing about the black rights movement or senseless murder or even vigilantes, then this probably isn't the podcast for me. If you don't like the first thing you just mentioned, this isn't the podcast for you at all. Yeah. Get educated. Get educated. Well, thanks for the blanket trigger warning. You got it. Because this is a true crime podcast. Mm -hmm. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get podcasts. It's time for the show. And we're back. So, today's story, Ashley. If you haven't already figured it out... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> February 26th of this year marks 10 years since the senseless killing of 17-year-old Trayvon Martin in Sanford, Florida by one George Zimmerman. Wow. 10 years. A whole year. 10 years. Uh, it's a whole 10 years. A whole 10 years. I said years. a whole year, huh? I'm set, I, I heard 10 in my head. It but, is, it is yeah. 10, not one. Yes. Oh my God. Which, okay, so this is a pretty well-known case, but, you know, obviously we're going to talk about it, talk about the points of the case, and let's get into it. Yeah. So George Zimmerman was born October 5th, 1983 in Manassas, Virginia. He's the third of four children. He grew up to sell insurance and underwrite insurance and whatnot. In 2005, he had been arrested for assaulting an undercover officer who was trying to arrest his friend at a bar. Um, A month later, his fiancée at the time had filed a restraining order against him. So, stellar guy there, for sure. Yeah. Definitely super fun, right? Mm Mm-hmm. All right, well, in 2007, he ended up marrying Shelly Dean, who was a licensed cosmetologist. And in 2009, they ended up moving to the retreat at Twin Lakes in Sanford, Florida. He started working towards a degree in criminal justice because that's what he was passionate about. And he ended up signing up for the Neighborhood Watch and self-appointing him as, like, the leader of it. Oh, at Twin Lakes. Yeah, and he took this job very seriously. He called the police reporting that, like, the reporting line numerous times over the years living there. Like, like they, they knew him, basically. They were like, oh, George is calling again. That is... That's quite ridiculous. Like you're taking up time. That's probably and he's probably calling on stupid shit. Yeah, but he was he wasn't using the emergency line. He was using the reporting line. So like he's not. Well, that's good. Wasting time, I guess. Or, I mean, he was because if you look at all of the calls that he made, like ninety nine percent of them are like, "There's a black guy. There's a black guy. Oh, he's suspicious. Hell no. There's a black guy." Like, every call, it's like, can you describe him? Is he white, Hispanic, or black? He's black. And just automatically suspicious because he's black in his eyes. Yeah. Well, fuck this dude. So, anyway, let's talk about Trayvon. Trayvon Benjamin Martin, who is the son of Sabrina Fulton and Tracy Martin, was born on February 5th, 1995 in Miami, Florida. He went to Norland Middle School and Highland Oaks Middle School. He attended Miami Carroll City High School for his freshman and sophomore years and then attended Dr. Michael M. Kropp High School. When Trayvon was just nine years old, he actually saved his father's life. 
he pulled his father out of a fire in their apartment. Holy shit. His dad couldn't walk because his, his legs had gotten burned and he pulled him out of it. He was not going to let him go. No, that was... Oh my God. Just amazing that he did that. He liked to play video games. He would cut grass, babysit, and wash cars to earn money. He loved to play football and like his dad would get off of work and go help coach and like hang out and whatnot. Oh. Um, he also volunteered at the concession stand in the park. Uh, he was described as a shy kid who was always wearing his hoodie and his headphones. I vibe with that. <laughs> Very much so. Um, and the coolest fact that I just learned about him because I, uh, I like I knew about the case. I knew about the publicity of the case, but I never really knew about Deep Trayvon. Dove. Yeah. This is uh, this is why I got excited to do this case. He was an aviation enthusiast. Oh. He attended George T. Baker Aviational Technic Aviation Technical College as part of a high school extension program, and his uncle, a former Navy aviation mechanic, took Trayvon plane spotting at the nearby airport all the time. Trayvon oh. wanted to be a pilot or an aviation mechanic. That's amazing. Isn't that cool? He so. would have too. He would have. And um, I watched a documentary about him. It's uh, Rest in Power, the Trayvon Martin story. Uh-huh. And his, his flight instructor was like, yeah, that like Trayvon was the like the most passionate. I saw, you know, a little the bit natural. of myself in him. Like mm-hmm. he just really loved wh- like what he was doing. Well, the reason he went to two different high schools is because he did what all teenagers do. Started to rebel a little. You know? Oh yeah. I mean you gotta you gotta do it a little bit in the early teens of your life so that you don't do it later later when it's actually a problem. Right. <laughs> so yeah, his mom didn't like that, obviously. Like his grades started to fall. He started hanging out with the wrong people. So she spoke mm. with Trayvon's father and was like, Let's move him to you. Like and his dad was like, I can put him in place. We'll figure it out. Yeah. So he moved to Sanford to be with his father and figure everything out and he didn't like the school he didn't like the teachers he was not enjoying his time at this new school at was the school racist though high huh was the school racist though no it it's just it was just something new and different and he didn't have his friends he didn't have his friends it's the middle like he literally did two years at the first high school and now he's finishing out the other two years at this high school so yeah I totally get it. No, yeah, I totally get that too, especially because, you know, I went to school in a district where then I couldn't go to the high school with all the people that I was in middle school with Mm -hmm. and just went to a completely different high school. Didn't know a single soul except for the boyfriend that I made (laughs) at the time because he was my neighbor. But even then it was just like, okay, now I got to kind of latch on to this one person which wasn't healthy. And like start over, you know? Exactly. So him being disgruntled with school, he was caught graffitiing at some point. And it was just like a WTF. Like that's all he d- d- graffitied. And almost everyone does that at some point. Seriously. Drawing on walls is fucking fun. Get over it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it got a little worse. and ended up getting caught with a weed pipe and an empty bag that had marijuana residue on it. And this is when he was put on a 10-day suspension. Mm -hmm. And during this suspension is when the shooting happened. No. 
So Tracy, his dad, and uh, his fiance Brandy Green, were out to dinner that night. And their son had stayed home, and Trayvon had headed to the local 7-Eleven, and he had asked, you know, his soon-to-be brother-in-law, yeah. do you want anything from the store? And he's like, yeah, give me some Skittles, whatever. Oh. So he'd picked up some Skittles, and he got himself the Arizona tea, the watermelon-flavored one. Oh, yes. Bomb. That one's so good. So good. <laughs> now I want to go get one. some of that after this. <laughs> I'm going to walk down to the store. Let's drink one for me. Trayvon. Yes. Well, it was upon his return, like when he was walking back from the 7-Eleven to the Twin Lakes neighborhood, that the volunteer neighborhood watch person, George Zimmerman, spotted Trayvon. And He's he, like not even a real cop. No. He's just an honorary to himself. Honored himself. He like soared himself in. It's what the fuck? It, and like they weren't even a registered neighborhood watch program. Like they just worked with the police. Isn't there's some funny ass fucking movie about like the watch? It's like Watchmen or something with all the comedians, and then the aliens come into town. It's like is that what is that what he was watching to <laughs> start this? I don't know. This guy just God mentally ill. Well, yeah, actually. <laughs> We'll get into we'll it get into for it. <laughs> So he called the police at nine minutes past seven. So nine minutes, 34 seconds past seven to report okay. the suspicious character. And here is that phone call. Hey, we've had some break-ins in my neighborhood and there's a real suspicious guy. Uh, it's Retreat View Circle. Um, the best address I can give you is 111 Retrieve Circle. This guy looks like he's up to no good or he's on drugs or something. It's raining and he's just walking around looking about. Okay, and this guy, is he white, black, or Hispanic? He looks black. Did you see what he was wearing? Yeah, a dark hoodie, like a gray hoodie, and either jeans or sweatpants and white tennis shoes. He's here now. He was just staring. Oh, he's just walking around the area. All the houses. Okay. Now he's just staring at me. Okay. It's it's one 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 retrieve you or one eleven. That's the that's the clubhouse. That's the clubhouse. Do you know what the he's near the clubhouse right now? Yeah. Now he's coming towards me. Okay. He's got his hand in his waistband. And he's a black male. Are you following him? 
Parts redacted, obviously. <laughs> All right, George, we do have them on the way. Do you want to meet with the officer when they get out there? Yeah. All right, where are you going to meet with them at? Um, if they come in through the uh, gate, tell them to go straight past the clubhouse and uh, straight past the clubhouse and make a left. And then they go past the mailboxes. Let's see my truck. Okay, what, what address are you parked in front of? Um, I don't know. It's a cut through, so I don't know the address. Okay, do you live in the area? Yeah, yeah. Well, what, what's your apartment number? It's a home. It's 1950. Oh, crap. I don't want to get that loud. I don't know where this kid is. Okay, do you want to just be with him right near the mailboxes, then? Yeah, that's fine. All right, George, I'll let him know to meet you with the out there, okay? Actually, could you, have him, could you have him call me and I'll tell him where I'm at? Okay, yeah, that's no problem. You need my number or you got it? Yeah, I, I got it. Yeah, you need it. Okay, no problem. I'll let him know to call you when they're in the area. Thanks. You're welcome. So, phone call lasted four minutes. And, I mean, if you didn't hear that... One, he's like, this guy's suspicious. He's got something in his hand. Yeah, it's a bag yeah, of Skittles. It. Yeah. So fucking no. <laughs> no. He gives off, the first thing that comes to my mind is like badge bunny, but not in the sense that it normally is, where like, you know, females attracted to cops, attracted to the uniform, but just in the sense of like, he can't be a cop, I guess. So he's just going to like impersonate one in a sense. Mm-hmm. He's going to try everything in his power. But I honestly, okay, so you know the bit on Small Town Murder where they talk about how full-grown men who, like, want to coach (laughs) little children baseball games and be around screaming children that they're probably really bad people. Mm -hmm. It's a bit, okay? It's not, I'm not saying that's the truth. But that's what this is giving me. He just is a bad person who was trying to be a cop and trying to be friends with the cool guys that that he thinks are cool. But they're like, no. And they should be keeping an eye on him and, like, looking at him because, obviously, we already know he's a murderer. But there is so many red flags. Yeah. And, like, when people make those calls in, like, they're... Like, they enjoy it. They're trying to police. You know, they're trying to... It's it's like the whole people who go in on the freeway or whatever and someone cuts someone off and they chase them down it's like yeah you are not no the law. you are not no, above you're not. the law you do not get to do those things you know like yep making a citizen's arrest is not that's like in like a, a bank robbery a situation where you actually get you know the robber to not have a gun not on shoot you or something someone. you can zip tie yeah. his hands but like this isn't like somebody ran a red light and now you get to go and you don't get to chase do them down. That's not what happens. You don't. And it, yes, your neighborhood. So, okay. The neighborhood, let's talk about it. It recently became Section 8 housing. And most of the people who lived there to start were, had bought it at the top of the market price. So like, you know, mm-hmm. more well off or whatever. Then they turned it into Section 8 housing so that people 
when the market crashed could afford to live there. And Section 8 housing is for lower income families. Okay. So it's like what my mom and I were through mm-hmm. with, what is it? What was it called? It has like a different name to it. I'll have to look it up. But yeah, we had like, like we were given a house and we lived with other people and so whatnot. It's not like a halfway house where you live with other people. Halfway house. That, there's the word. But this is like, um, section eight housing is where people, they'll buy up a, a group of houses or like a group of apartments and they'll offer it at a lower price to, to people, help people who only make so much. Like you have to be okay. under $30,000 or something like that as your annual I income. See. So you have to basically be classified as poor yeah and then you're able to buy or rent section eight housing do you know what halfway houses consist of because i mean i like i know the situation that i lived in with my mom but like oh yeah halfway houses are are not so this is like you get your own place you're not living with other people you're just paying lower because that's all you can afford yeah and you you qualify people do that because you make so little yeah. I mean, like it's sad that you're qualifying for it because you make so little and your life is tough. But like the silver lining, at least somebody's like looking out and like trying to help and mm-hmm. like the way that they can. I mean, it's it, otherwise you'd have homeless families all over the place. Exactly. You know, That's kind of how be, I viewed like our halfway home. Yeah. People need like to be able sucked. to <laughs> like live somewhere and be able to be close but to work roof. to be able to afford to live somewhere. <laughs> exactly. So... I mean, so the neighborhood had started to, as people would say, I don't know, like mm-hmm. get uh, less well off and more grungy, more gang related, more robberies were happening, more, okay, you know, suspicious characters as George Zimmerman would say. As George would put it. Yeah. It's like, okay, they're just black. Like, leave them alone. <laughs> mm-hmm. That doesn't make you suspicious. Um. So that was what was happening in the neighborhood. And then in the phone call, you hear George is like, this guy is suspicious. He's black. He's got his hand in his waistband. He's thinking he's got a gun and he's going to steal something. Because he had recently, in the past two weeks, caught or reported a black man for looking in on an empty apartment. Okay. And it's like, what do you fucking care? Go to bed, dude. Like, get like, a new Get hobby. a different hobby. Right? <laughs> So I, he was thinking that it was the same guy or something. And you can hear him say, these assholes always get away. Oh, my God. And that's right even... before you hear him turn his keys and j- get out of his car. And it goes bing, bing, bing. Like his keys are still in there. Yeah. And then he starts on foot pursuing Trayvon. And the dispatcher or I guess it's not a dispatcher. The police is like, the, please don't do he's that. He's like, stop. Don't do that. Literally, like, we don't need you to do that. Stop. And that should have and been he doesn't. the end of the story. Please yeah. don't follow him. Okay. That's it. That's all that should have happened. They should have been fucking stopping him. Like, he's calling. They know him by name. By the way, sorry if you can hear my cat eating. He's a savage. Mm-hmm. But they know him by name. They know he's calling nonstop. They know he's fucking racist. Well, it's called spade a spade. Do they? <laughs> like... This is why we're defunding the police. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's it's very, I don't know, there were a lot of red flags with this. There's too many. So, here we are with, well, two minutes later. It's literally 71 seconds, actually. 71 seconds that are unaccounted for. And we actually have, um, once the... the they started fighting because we only have George Zimmerman's account of the events. That's all I can yeah. say is that they did fight. 
um, there's another phone call that someone else in the apartments makes and you can hear the gunshot. So let's listen. Oh, no. Nine one one. Do you need police fire medical? Um, maybe both. I'm not sure. There's just someone screaming outside. Okay, what's the address that they're near? Redacted, obviously. Yeah. Uh, okay. And is it a male or female? It sounds like a male. And you don't know why? I don't know why. I think they're yelling help, but I don't know. Just send someone quick. Say crap. Does he look hurt? <laughs> I can't see him. I don't want to go out there. I don't know what's going on. So they're sending. So you think he's yelling help? Yes. All right. What is your? <laughs> oh no. Gunshots. You just heard gunshots? Yes. How many? This one. Jimmy, get down. No, come here. Is he no hey, longer yelling? No one. I don't know. Jeremy, get in here now. So, the is he registered to have a gun? Yes. Uh, this is Florida. Like you're allowed to have a gun. So Florida has a self-defense law called Stand Your Ground Statute, which states that if you are claiming self-defense and you kill somebody and it doesn't have to be in your home, you will not be charged with murder. That's fucking weird. So the way that George Zimmerman describes the attack, because they arrest him and then they release him because he said self-defense. The next day, they're like, hey, can you show us what happened? And he goes to the apartment and is like explaining the situation right next to where Trayvon was shot. Okay. And he said, like, obviously he was pursuing Trayvon, but he doesn't say that. He's just like, oh, well, he walked up to me. He's like, you got a problem? Do we have a problem? Like, that's what Trayvon was saying to him. And then he said, Trayvon said, now you've got a fucking problem and starts wailing on him. Yeah, okay. And like jumps him and is like pushing him into the ground and beating the crap out of him. And that's when he was screaming, help, 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 help. And then he said his shirt came up and like, like Trayvon saw his gun and went to grab Mm -hmm. it. Like he felt his hand and he like tightened his arm so that he caught his hand and grabbed his gun and shot him. Does he have any bruises? Does he have any scratches so on him? So he does. He has defensive wounds. He has uh, cuts on the back of his head. So he was, and his nose was broken. Like okay. when they arrested him, there's pictures of it. He was, there was because a Because he's pursuing him first. Exactly. He's literally stalking that's, him. That's the bottom line is that Drayvon's like, do we have a fucking problem? Like, are you trying to kill me? Exactly. Like, tr- tr- no, he's in defense he's in defense he just got killed he's the victim i mean obviously he's the victim but like he's the fucking victim of this if he was never there he was getting skittles you twat fucking waffle Mm -hmm. literally Mm. if someone was pursuing me like literally running after me i'm gonna fight you i'm fighting him yeah are you kidding me it literally you were me (laughs) like the the bullet points of females walking outside alone is not to look away from the stranger that you're crossing paths with. It's to look him dead straight in the fucking eye and say, I see you. Mm-hmm. And I know what you look like. And also I have he, sharp uh, things on right. my keys that will hurt you. <laughs> and pepper spray. And pepper spray. <laughs> so, yes, that the bottom line is he pursued him. When he was told not to by an officer. Yep. 
gets into this fight with him and claims he's the one screaming for help. But when Trayvon's mother had to listen to those tapes and listen to that phone call. Yeah. She said, that's my son's voice. So there's 71 seconds unaccounted for that only George Zimmerman can speak to. And I'm not trusting a single fucking word of his. I don't either. So. Yeah. So like, I, I just, I, I'm so upset. About, like, I'm sorry. I'm trying to get my words together. Yeah. This is just, it's the worst thing that could ever happen. You know, these parents lost their son. You know, the next day his dad was filed a police report. He's like, my son didn't come home last night. And they always knew where he was. He was constantly like, yeah. Hey, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. He told his future brother-in-law i'm going to 7-eleven do you want anything yeah it's not like they he knew was... what he was doing exactly and like the time he he left the house to the time he got back it had been an hour so it was like a half hour walk like to get or maybe he stopped and like drank his arizona because he only had the skittles in his hand near the end mm-hmm. of the night so at like the phone call where zimmerman called started at 709 and it ended at 714 and by 716 and 57 seconds trayvon, trayvon had been shot like hung up with the police and i I know he immediately just ran after him yeah and and he hung up on purpose he was looking to kill someone yeah he was looking to kill someone and he was looking to get away with it and i bet you so much fucking money i'd put my goddamn life on it that he would become a serial killer but in the way of like getting praise for it because he wanted people to be like oh my god you're saving the town like what is this the fucking boys the Amazon Prime show, like, calm down, Homelander. It's, it's just stupid. And he even said he was just going the same direction as Trayvon. He wasn't following him. Fuck you. You were yes, following you him. Yes, you were. You, you were exactly. in your car and you literally admitted to pursuing him to where the police officer had to tell you to stop, but you continued to do it. He did. And he said that that Martin was like Trayvon Martin was hiding in the bushes and like jumped out at him. Oh, shut the fuck Which, up. Even if he was like, you were following him. I'd be scared. Right? too. Also, I don't believe that. No, I don't either. I, I do think that he did say you got a problem now. Cause yeah. Like, Cause he I has a fucking right thing. to, and he was, it was self-defense. If you're stalking me, fuck you. That's self-defense. Yeah. He completely switched this narrative. He did. And then the other person is dead. So now he can like say whatever he wants. No. It's just unbelievable. So he, his defense got him off. You know, he didn't have to serve time. He was depressed at the time. Like he gained a hundred pounds or whatever and was fat in the trial and blah, blah, blah. Changed his life around, started painting. But Guess what he did with his freaking paintings? Wait, wait, wait. He didn't get time. No. He got he it didn't on go self-defense. He got off on self-defense. And then in, a few years later was in another uh, a shooting where he was shot at and he claimed self-defense. So he got the law to work both ways of that defense. He got, you know, he killed somebody and then somebody tried to kill him. There's no justice here. There is no justice here. This is... This is why this sparked the Black Lives Matter movement in such a way. That's why every, that's why everyone was so upset. They said, I am Trayvon. That's, the, yeah. that's what they went with. They're like, I wear a hoodie. You can't. No way. No way you're going to 
say that this is okay, that he did not get time, that he... Is he dead now? No, he's not. Oh. <laughs> Tell me about the paintings. I'm going to burn them. He made... It's like a Confederate flag painting, which he took... Oh. He copied off of someone else's online anyway, so they, like, tried to zoom. He sold it for freaking $100,000. It was like... What, to the KKK? I don't know. But it was copied Dial from a stock image. Livid. So, screw you, yeah. Zimmerman. Okay, so he did that. He's been selling paintings. He started losing it on Twitter, where, <laughs> like, they said that he voted for Obama back in the day, but then he started calling out Obama as an ignorant baboon. <gasps> which How fucking dare he? Don't talk about my president like that. And he posted a picture of Vester Lee Flanagan, who is an African-American former news reporter who shot and killed two ex-coworkers during a live broadcast, which... Oh, I remember that. That's... Yeah. But he wrote, yeah. if Obama had a son with that picture. What like, the fuck? What do you... What? What? And in another post, someone had said to him that, like, they wanted him killed or something and he said you understand how it ended for the last moron that hit me talking about trayvon he's gloating he is absolutely he even he retweeted got his way a photo of trayvon's martin's dead body on his twitter i'm speechless fucking speechless are you kidding me I'm, and it I'm had the hot. caption like i'm i'm heated it had the caption z man is a one man army oh it is literally like 50 degrees in this house right now, and I'm sweating right now. I'm sweating. I'm fucking sweating. <laughs> he also tweeted photos of people he had had sex with before, like ex-girlfriends, accused what? them of cheating, and like t posted their topless photos. He docks them? Yes. I can't. Is I can't. He, like, does he go to jail for anything? Does, like, psych ward, can we, like... Maybe call the cops and be like, can we get a welfare check and, like, get him into a psych ward? Like, like fucking guy. A, Seriously? he needs to be off the streets. How old is this fucker now? Oh, gosh. Uh, let's see. He is Has COVID now... gotten him? Because, like, if it's going to get anyone, let's go. He was born in 1983, so I can't math. I don't know. He's in his 30s. Whatever. What the shit, man? But wait. There's more. Of course there is. So on May 11, 2016, he posted to an auction site the gun he used to kill Trayvon. And it was called it's, an American mm. firearm icon. Shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. Because they had given him I'm the gun I'm not going to say what I want to say. <laughs> and mm. so he sold it. For $250,000 on May 20th. Who the fuck bought that? Somebody's got to be glowing. Because if you're going to buy that for that reason, you're not going to not post about it. Somebody's got to know. It's disgusting. I just, I mean, I, who would want that one? I'm sorry. I hope when this guy dies that he goes straight to fucking hell and he just relives being shot over and over and over and over again. Fuck this guy. Yeah. He then tried to sue Trayvon Martin's family 
and the others involved in the trial for a hundred million dollars. What? The delusion. He said that they had false evidence and abuse of process because he thought that because they were friends with some of the police officers that they were like convincing them to press charges or something. He's jealous. Yeah, he's probably jealous. So they dismissed that suit. They said no. (laughs) Yeah. He then filed in 2020 a defamation lawsuit for $265 million against Pete Buttigieg and Elizabeth Warren. Like, like politicians. Yeah. And they were like, no. (laughs) Not going to do that. Go away. Either. Yeah. No, thank you. So... He has definitely tried to stretch his 15 minutes of fame to the past 10 years. And it's like, it's not about you. It's about Trayvon and the life you took. And if you think it's never about him for a fucking second that anyone gives a shit about you, they don't No. And he does. He has friends who said that mentally he's not okay, which like, obviously not an excuse either. It's not an excuse, you know, right from wrong. And if you know that your friend is mentally a racist murderer (laughs) oh sorry were you you going a different route (laughs) you need to get him the help he needs so that he doesn't admit him into the psych ward where he can never escape there you go so he's not out there murdering people um someone did try to kill him uh oh i feel so bad matthew apperson like saw him and was like you're wrong for killing that little black boy and so then they like got into like this weird stalking car chase and then a year later, they were driving again near each other. And yeah. this guy shot at Zimmerman while he was driving. I wish it, he would have said his name, though, and not that. I know. That's odd. A little black boy, right? Like, you, you could have said his name. Everybody knows his yeah. name now. So, um, it just, he got a few facial injuries from the flying gra- glass. And, like, that's it. So. I'd buy him a coffee. Whatever. But that guy served time. <laughs> what? oh i am livid it's idios i don't know this guy just needs he needs help and we always need to remember trayvon's name you can go to the black lives matter.com they have a foundation for the trayvon martin foundation you can donate to that they do peace walks um he would have been 27 this year oh so young yep uh on february 5th he would have been 27 and the my good good is something that happened to trayvon after his death the florida memorial university posthumously awarded him an honorary bachelor's degree in aeronautical science that's amazing yeah so i was very touched by that i'm not gonna cry i'm trying not to but (laughs) that's my good good is that they did that and and that the Black Lives Matter movement got traction. And now yeah. it is a worldwide movement. As it should have been. the f- There's never had to be a fucking movement for it. But. Right. And, and that all the things that have happened since. Like you. Just please. Please stop. Please stop. Senselessly murdering black people. Yeah. I mean just like. Just don't murder people. So that makes sense to me. Don't do it. So that's the story of Trayvon Martin and the stupid George Zimmerman, stupid person, (laughs) whatever. Nobody fucking cares. Nobody cares. All right, let's get that creepy fact real quick. 
Okay, so do you know why humans get goosebumps? Oh, why? It's this physiological reaction that your small muscles attach to the body hairs. They contract, and it leads to the hair standing on end. We actually inherited this ability from our ancestors in, like, you know, they had a fur coat of body. Yeah. For evolution. hair, I guess. <laughs> and it would capture air beneath it to retain heat. But this physiologist, George A. Bubinick, is a professor professor of zoology professor. at the University of Guelph in Ontario, Canada. He explained that it's caused our ancestors to appear bigger than they were, hoping to ward off predators. Like a so, cat. You know, get big. Yeah. You know? So we have less body hair, but we still get goosebumps because we want to look bigger to be more intimidating. That's weird, though, because like now it's like evolved into getting goosebumps because something like feels good or like... It's, it's just giving it's you a good feeling a reaction so yeah even it can be good or bad like if it, you had your hair stand on the back of your neck because you yeah. feel uncomfy yeah i'm uncomfy, I'm uncomfy. <laughs> like when cats are playing and they get all puffed up yeah that's what i was like a good cat <laughs> yeah exactly you get all puffed up and they want to fight things that was a good one i like that one you're welcome okay. do you have a good well, good i have a good good i'm gonna say my good good for after my case Okay, it sounds good. Or should I just say it now? Because it's a stupid good good. <laughs> no, save it for after your case. <laughs> okay. I'm going to take that part out anyway. <laughs> okay. All right, well, we're going to stay in Canada for my case. Wait, okay. no, we're not. We're going to Germany. That's next Very week's different. case. Sorry. Very different. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> next week, we'll be going to Canada. Oh, by the way, I'm going to tell you this now, so maybe our BDs will hold us accountable to it. I want to buy a flat... <laughs> world map like a large ass one and then start getting and get red string and then put the thumbtacks for each week and it'll like go up to the next uh country state like to the exact like where exactly it is so like That's today so cool. we're going to be in northern germany so we would like take it from florida to germany nice wouldn't that be fun yeah i like that yeah and we could do like yearly <laughs> and then just like pick a bb to send it to <laughs> at the Aww. end of the year that's so I thought cool. that'd be really cute. I love that. Okay, so Jeez. on the same line of, I mean, your case was not a vigilante by any means, but mine is. And I think 99.9%, if not 100% of people listening to this are going to support my character, so to say. Okay. Mariana Batchmirror, German last name, so bear with me, motherfuckers, Okay. <laughs> was born June 3, 1950, in northern Germany in a town called Lübeck. Marianne grew up in Starstedt, and I actually listened to, like, pronunciation things to try. Okay, I'm trying all. Proud of you. <laughs> Stardet, st- oh, there I go. Starstedt, mm-hmm. Germany, after her and her parents fled there from East Prussia. It's Prussia, right? Mm-hmm. That's, what, that's what Google told me. <laughs> yes, it's, it's Prussia, yes. Her dad was a, it's either Waffen or Waffen SS, which was the combat branch of the Nazi Party's SS organization. That's going to be Waffen, as in Luftwaffen. Waffen, yeah. yeah. And he was also an alcoholic, so he's just a real good catch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She grew up in a really 10. strict household with heavy religious beliefs that were put on her by her parents. But Marianne's mom would come to her senses and eventually divorce her nazi abusing husband good 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 yeah it doesn't last that long 
she would eventually remarry. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) She would eventually remarry and nothing better would come out of that. He would literally beat Marianne. And then her mom would blame her for it. So inevitably she ended up kicking her out before the age of 16. Okay. And then at 16, she would end up pregnant, but she would give up the baby for adoption. At 18, she would end up pregnant again by her boyfriend at the time. But like a few weeks, super close to her giving birth, she was raped by someone. Oh my God. And ultimately that trauma within her had her convinced herself to give up this baby as well. Like I can't even imagine. No. So we're going to jump to 1973 at the age of 23. She's pregnant again with her third child. She would name her Anna. Her name's mm-hmm. Marianne and her name's mm-hmm. Anna. And I think that's so cute. Mm-hmm. And she would keep her and raise her as a single parent. After she had Anna, she ended up getting her tubes tied. So that should be like an option that people can fucking make early on in life. Yeah, Definitely. If people don't know what I mean by that, what is it like? Because you looked into it. It's like oh, yeah. you have to have like the signature of a man to do it. So you, you have to be over 35. Ridiculous. Um, either already have children or be over 35 or uh-huh. and sorry, not or it's and you have to get the signature of your husband. That is absolutely. What is this? 1980 fucking three. That is I think you ridiculous. Mean 1953. But yes. The 1900s. <laughs> the 1900s. Wow. That hurts. <laughs> that is ridiculous. So Anna was described as a happy, open-minded kid. But on May 5th, 1980, at just seven years old, she got into an argument with her mom. Some sources say she uh, like just skipped school and went to a friend's house. Some say she went to a friend's house. But either way, she did not end up at school because she was kidnapped. Oh, my she God. She was kidnapped. Yeah, I know. She was kidnapped by 35-year-old Klaus Grabowski, who we will call Garbage. It sounds like Garbage. Grabowski. Garbage. Grabowski. Garbage. I see no difference. Garbage. <laughs> he was the town's butcher and child molester. Oh, just a fun, you know, little, little... Title? Mm, no, I can't. Yeah. Mm. So, no. <laughs> yeah, he's a registered sex offender and people know it too. After being sentenced for sexually abusing two little girls. So this is the part where I was like, when I was reading, so I was reading this and I had Jamie on the phone, but I wasn't like saying stuff. I was just like, what the fuck? Like, mm-hmm. this was that one where you're like, okay, I'm going to leave. And I was like, okay, bye. Because <laughs> you just kept getting excited and you couldn't tell me. Yeah. But and this I, is what it was. You, this guy's, you're done. He's fired. Oh, he's so fired. Already. In 1976, he voluntarily got a chemical castration. What? That's the one I freaked out about. So this is not a physical castration. He did not have his dick chopped off, okay? As he should have, but whatever. I digress. (laughs) He was just taking some, like, prescribed drugs that reduce your libido and sexual, like, concentration. But chemical castrations are generally considered reversible with treatment that you can get from doctors and also a possible hormone treatment that you're taking undercover, not telling your doctors or parole officers or anybody. 
that he was fucking doing. So Anna would often stop by his house and like play with his kittens. So he had a bunch of cats. I'm not sure if she was like actually go inside of his house. I'm not. I'm hoping that she wasn't. But also take into consideration that Marianne is a single mother. She's a waitress and she's doing the best that she fucking can. Mm -hmm. And her childhood is traumatic. She is being the best mother that she can be. Mm -hmm. And she is. <laughs> so she would stop by his house, play with his cats. And on this occasion, he ended up holding on to her for a few hours, raped her, mm -hmm. and then strangled her with a pair of his fiance's leggings. He then tied her up and put her in a box and then left her on the bank of a canal. Somehow, his fiance found out about this and immediately called the cops, which, like, good job. Good. But yeah. also, you're dating a sex of... You're, you're engaged to a sex offender. Get better fiancés. Like, if it was, like, peeing in a park, you know, at exactly. 10 o'clock no, at night. No, he molested two little girls and got That's a castration for it. Way different. Chemical. That's so fucking different. That's not even funny. I don't understand the chemical castration, though. Why it was part of... So, the, uh, within research I was finding, it was part of getting out of jail in Germany at one point that you could... If you, like, did this thing, if you molested, if you were a rapist, if you were sexually charged, then you could get a chemical castration as part of getting out of prison. Oh, okay. It doesn't... From what I'm reading, it doesn't happen anymore, but it was a thing. Let's just As go back to biblical be. times. You steal, you get your hand chopped off. You rape, right? you get your dick chopped off. There you go. To an extent, though. Just I saw a post the other day that was like, if you ever see someone stealing, like, child diapers or children's like stuff, food. you keep your fucking mouth shut. Yeah. Keep it shut. <laughs> now, if you're going into Best Buy and stealing, you know, six laptops, maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe not. What are you? Yeah. Michael Scott. <laughs> <laughs> the worst episode ever. So once in custody, he was telling a wild story. Firstly, he would not admit to raping the seven-year-old girl, but said that she, again, seven years old, was blackmailing him, saying that seven-year-old Anna was seducing and extorting him. I'm sorry. What? Saying that Anna was demanding money from him or she would go home and tell her mom that he touched her inappropriately. That would be extortion right there. If a seven fucking year old was doing it. Yeah. And to him, he Except was like, oh, well, I can't have her doing that and I don't want to give her money. So I guess I'll just kill her. That's not how that works, buddy. And that's not what happened. No, it's not. Abs no, no, absolutely not. <laughs> So his trial was going on and on and on, and every single one of them, Marianne was there, being described as looking like a rabid animal towards Grabowski. Rightfully oh, I just so. got chills. Mm -hmm. Marianne had learned of what Grabowski was saying about her seven-year-old extorting him from the newspaper. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. She's livid. So on day three of this trial, she's fed up. Hearing like his his defense attorney 
is just going along with this. And also claiming that Grabowski did this, like murdered her seven-year-old daughter because of a hormonal imbalance that he had due to the drugs that he was taking to counteract his chemical castration. So what you're saying is when I'm on my period, I can just murder someone and get away with it? Evidently. Because I have a hormonal imbalance at that time of the month. so He doesn't get away with it, though. So, <laughs> no. His defense is trying to say that, though. Yeah. So. Yeah. But also, he's not supposed to be taking these medications to reverse his chemical castration. That's part of him being a free man. Yeah. Mm-mm. So he's literally playing himself. Congratulations. You played yourself. Indeed. So third day of the trial. No longer have to worry about him. Because it's March 6, 1981, and Marianne brought herself a gun that she had hidden on her. She then Mm. shot Grabowski six to seven times, but pulled the trigger eight times. And she does not regret for one singular millisecond that she did it. Fucking snaps for her. When the cops in the courtroom got up to her, like they finally got up to her. (laughs) There's photos. The photos are... There is something so beautiful about the photos of her, like in the courtroom and like going about this. Her head is held high. That chin is touching the clouds as it should be. Just saying. I mean, you rape and murder her daughter. And then say that she's trying to extort you and that's why you raped. That's why you killed her. Try to blame it on her. Excuse me. uh, Get fucked. Literally. So listen to this. When the cops finally get, like, get up to her, everyone's like shook as hell. <laughs> They're like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. She says, I wanted to shoot him in the face, but I got his back. I hope he's dead. Nice. Mm-hmm. And then one of the cops also said that as they were like taking her into the back to like talk with the judge, they heard her call him a pig as she walked over his body. Good. <laughs> I mean, the, violent doesn't, violence should not be get violence. And like, I don't. We're going to get into that. Is good, but yes, anyway. we're going to get into that. But like I said, a lot of us can agree there does have to be a consequence. And I do not agree with the consequence that does come. But we'll get into that in a second. Okay, sorry. No, you're good. Days. You're good. It's it's a heated topic. Oh, this yeah. Is a, this is a good conversational episode. We're really living up to the conversational part of this podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so a huge part of Jeremy's population was showing support to Marianne. But unfortunately, there would have this would have timely consequences. But again, she never regretted it. Mm-hmm. She ended up telling her st- or she ended up telling her story for two hundred and fifty thousand dollars in like Germany monies <laughs> to Germany a magazine. <laughs> it's a really weird word, and I'm not gonna butcher it. I'm not gonna okay. do it. That's there's fine. words. There's letters where they do not belong together in the English brain of mine. Okay. <laughs> Uh, so the magazine is called Stern. I looked it up, hoping to read it, and didn't think about how it was not going to be in English. <laughs> so I could not read it. <laughs> On November 2nd, 1982, Marion was charged with murder. Then the prosecution dropped the murder charge. It took another 28 days for them to, for them to deliberate on what to do with her. They were like, they were stumped. Nobody could agree. So no consequences wouldn't work in here because if she doesn't get any consequences, that's just going to tell other people that they can also take the law into their own hands. So there has to be some balance here. Mm -hmm. And 
they were just having so much problems with it because like they respected her decision on doing this. They knew why she did it. This guy's the town child molester. Like good riddance. Bye. Mm -hmm. So another four months go by. And on March 2nd, 1983, she was convicted for manslaughter and the possession of a firearm. She was sentenced to six years, but only did three. I think that was too long of a sentence, in my opinion, but we'll get into that. I want to hear your side first, because I've had this stewed in my head for a few days now. (laughs) (laughs) When she got out of prison, she started her life again. She got married in like 1985-ish to a man that was a teacher. They lived in a German camp where he taught at the school. They would divorce in 1990, and she moved to Sicily, where she was diagnosed with cancer. Sicily. Sicily? Sorry. Oh, my God. Sicily. I'm sorry. I thought... I didn't even look that one up. I, I was... It was like but way back when I said Esther. Esther? Yeah. <laughs> that was like the first 10 episodes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So, she's diagnosed with cancer. Stop laughing at me. <laughs> Oh, this is my 13th reason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Diagnosed with cancer, Jamie. Okay. I got it. Sorry. So she returns back to Germany. In 1994, 13 years after she uh, was sent. Oh, <laughs> rewind. In 1994, 13 years after she sent Grabowski to hell, she had an interview with the Germany radio station and said, it's a little confusing because like it's translated from German to English. Mm-hmm. But it says, I think there's a very big difference if I kill a little girl because I'm afraid that I then have to go to prison for my life. And then also the how so that I stand behind the girl and strangle her, watch w- strangle her, which is taken literally from his statement. I heard some something come out of her nose. I was fixated. Then I could not stand the sight of her body any longer. She quotes him. Mm-hmm. That's what he said in court. Right. <clears throat> sickening yeah so this woman's an absolute badass and on september 21st 1985 she went onto a tv talk show and told him she killed grabowski after careful consideration to enforce the law on him and to stop him from spreading lies about anna extorting him wow good for you sadly yeah. though she would lose her battle to cancer on september 17th 1996 at the young age of 46 she is buried in the same grave as Anna in a graveyard in Lubeck. In 1983, a play was made called This Is For You, Anna. And it like began as a 20-minute production for the Women's Perspective Festival, mm-hmm. but then was rewritten for a longer performance and went on to tour Canada and Britain throughout the 1980s. And it tells the story of Marianne and Anna's life. Oh. Yep. Thanks, I hate it. So thoughts. Talk okay. to me. So I'm not a big fan of vigilantism. You know, we all like Batman and whatnot, but like that's a movie. It's a movie. Yeah. And like I was saying with Trayvon's case, it's like you're not above the law. You're not, not a police officer. You didn't go through the training. It's not your job to serve and protect. Nope. Not unless you do the, I mean, how much training do they do? But not unless you're actually becoming a cop, you know, like you don't just get it aside. Yeah, you don't, you're, I feel the same way with, like, people who judge other people. It's like, that people say only God can judge me. Like, okay, then why are you out here judging people? Yeah. <laughs> like, just don't. Is, is that cool? It's literally not your life. 
Yeah. Like, why do you care so much? But, but on this, I feel like this. six years, that's way too much. That's way too much. I feel like that's fine. Like, it's, you know, like, like she didn't get a life sentence and she only served three of it. And they knew that yeah. she was going to have good behavior. So she's not a criminal. <laughs> she's not. She's literally just trying to feel okay about her daughter being taken from her unjustly and like like you said she's a single mom working jobs doing the best she can mm-hmm. and then this happens after what she went through yeah I, after her I, life i can imagine the rage i can only imagine it. that can't even like like i can't sympathize and also, i can empathize like yeah and although she got six years she never regrets for a se- like literally she never regrets doing it and i, I yeah i applaud to that absolutely she stood and by it she she knew her consequences she knew like it's like whenever brayden's being honry and i'm like go ahead and do this thing but here's your consequence and i'll lay it out <laughs> like this is what's yeah. gonna happen <laughs> like when i just we're just fucking around and like she knew she knew the consequences that were gonna come and also i hope she was treated like actual royalty in that prison oh i bet she was i bet so. and even with the whole you know the town and the country all standing behind her mm-hmm. it reminds me of like in india um, if they catch a rapist, they like put him in the streets, like hang him up in the streets alive and oh women, my God. like naked and all the women come over and spit on him and throw things at their penises. Like that's amazing. It, it Because that's what they do. And I think that if they had put this guy up in the middle of the street and been like, he raped and killed this little girl and had like a little picture of her. Yeah. He would not survive the day. No. There would be snipers just yeah there would be people with bats they would be like no yeah you know your local molester fuck you get Mm -hmm. get murdered and he did i i mean it's it's just like everything's a case-by-case basis and that's Mm -hmm. why i I say like overall in general i don't like vigilantism i don't think it's i don't think anybody should be but you can't put yourself in your in their shoes exactly and i totally get it i see it i see why she did it Mm-hmm. I don't blame her. I don't think anybody would. No. That's a horrific thing for you to go through and for your child to go through. And then you're left with what? And also, you can't trust that the law is going to do what you need for your grieving process. They already let him out once for exactly. molesting two other little girls. Exactly. And they're just going to let him use the defense that it's a hormonal balance from the drugs that he's not supposed to be taking. And he's trying to blame the little girl. She literally just did the Lord's work. Sky Daddy condones this. <laughs> like, she just, she was, she needed it. She needed him to be gone so that it wouldn't happen again. Mm-hmm. And she took into it her own hands. And I'm glad she doesn't regret it. It's the same with that guy. The, the father of, um, oh, she was like a 19-year-old. And she got sold into sex slavery by her yes, boyfriend. Recently. And he went and murdered the boyfriend. Yep. And he's like, I don't fucking regret it. No. No way. And again, you know, don't do parents. it. But you know, if you're if you're gonna know your consequences and you're gonna take them like the adult that you should be, if you're going to handle the situation in the vigilante way that you're gonna handle it, then just respect the consequences that are gonna come after it. You mm-hmm. shouldn't do it, but if you have so much anger and you just need to for whatever reason, know your consequences and accept them. Mm-hmm. Don't try to get away from it. Like that's where that's where you lose all the respect. Like this woman did this in the courtroom, mm-hmm. at the Which court is, I mean, with 
all the cops the judge was right there their literal their jaws are on the floor <laughs> you cannot get away with it like you her attention was not to. yeah yeah exactly but now you can't go into a courtroom without going through a metal detector i had to right. throw away my ninja wallet like <laughs> oh ninja wallets i forgot about those yeah oh my god i threw out in. so many of those in the airport <laughs> mm-hmm. it's like i get rightfully it, so like i feel safer like the whole thing about concerts and stuff we have to have clear bags now i fucking like it and if you have a, like if you're offended by that what are you trying to do why are you trying to hide are you okay what do you gotta hide don't come <laughs> we don't want your guns here no so yeah wow well i um thanks for the the uh what is it moral war going on in my brain i know right <laughs> this has been in my brain alone well i've told many of my coworkers about it because i was like okay i'm like ariana what's up i was like i'm gonna tell you some of these things but i'm not gonna tell you all of it because you're gonna have to tune in <laughs> and she was yeah. like that's kind of bullying and i was like well i have to live up to some of the one stars <laughs> oh my god <laughs> <laughs> JK, so JK. I actually I read about this case once, but it was just in like, uh, in like a top ten weirdest yeah cases. Or That's something. how I found it. I literally looked up top like I was like a top worst true crime cases or something like that or weird. I think I put because mm-hmm. the severed feet one came up, which is really so strange. Weird. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, I've I've read up on this, but it was only like the little paragraph, mm-hmm. and it was years ago. But also definitely it's glad you so- covered it. Yeah, it's so hard to find information about Grabowski, which I don't fucking care. But I was trying to get like a back because we do a background on everyone in all of our cases. Mm-hmm. And it has got to the point where I was tired of it. I was like, whatever. It's not his story anyway. Yeah. It's Anna's. Okay. Now he's dead. Whoops. Yeah. Oops. 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 Did I do that? <laughs> did I do that? What if she shot him and was like, did I, I do, do that? And then they all laugh and they're like, you know what? You're funny. We can. It turns into a it's sitcom. <laughs> <laughs> but like I said, I mean, she's probably sitting at home, target practice, pew pew. Oh, oh, I totally forgot that. Six so times. Somebody at the pub that she worked at said that they have seen her practice shooting before. Uh, yes, absolutely. Iconic. <laughs> Iconic. Mm hmm. I'd say she's a true crime icon. I say when we have our podcasting room and we have like our wall of our victims and stuff, this photo is like front and center because it is oh, iconic. Yeah. And when you go to our Instagram, at not that one. That's not the name of it. <laughs> at Bloodbath Podcast, you'll see it. And it's just, it's so clean and just, it's just glowing. It's so weird. It looks like a movie. Okay. It looks like it's from a movie. It was shot not in a really old camera because this is kind of an old case. It's so pristine. It's just shiny. It looks squeaky. I'd watch that movie. Law Abiding yeah. Citizen. Like, oh, my mans. So good, right? Oh, that's, that's actually a really hard one for me to get through because I cannot do torture, but like, I know he deserves it and it's my man's doing it. So mm-hmm. I get by. <laughs> but is he? Is, is he oh, that's it? right. Yeah. Is he? Is he though? Is, is he? he? Yeah. Oh, but <laughs> get me some Gerard Butler. <laughs> All right. So let's, let's get your good, good. What do you got? Okay. So my good, good is my island on Animal Crossing is five stars and I got the lily of the valley flower. <laughs> yay look at you <laughs> so proud of you very it takes impressive a lot of work okay it i'm sure i'm sure it is and Round it's almost done so i can almost 
update it to the dream course or dream island, dream house, dream whatever it's called. It's mm-hmm. where you can like download it and then people can visit it, but you can start a new game mm-hmm. for people who don't play it like you. Hi. Hey, it's me. I don't play that game. So rude. I don't play any yeah. games. Okay. It's my second second life. <laughs> oh my God. You're such a dork. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. We'll catch you next week. Be sure to keep up with us on all our socials at Bloodbath Podcast. I guess uh, that's it. But wait. There's more. Bye 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 b